Party People. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I'm joined by my All My Fantasy Children co-host Aaron Catano for a game of Dungeon World, the next chapter of our ongoing saga of Avery Gray and the Bamferino. As I mentioned last time we sat down, now that the Gambler, the massive chimera that Bamferino tamed, has joined the party... We were kind of pushing against the limits of Scarlet Heroes, so we've transitioned into Dungeon World with Aaron controlling all three characters. It's not something I have a lot of experience with one person playing a party within a duet game, and I'm really excited to see how it shakes out. A note about that party structure and the Gambler in particular. The Gambler is being played with a playbook I found online called The Dragon, a link to which can be found in the show notes. All My Fantasy Children is the wonderful podcast that Aaron and I co-host in which we take your listener prompts and turn them into fully-fleshed characters using some of our favorite role-playing games. It is silly, it is gripping, it is a lot of fun, and you should absolutely check it out, a link to which can be found in the show notes. A quick reminder that I'm going to be at Metatopia from November 3rd to the 6th in Morristown, New Jersey. It is one of my favorite events of the year, and you should absolutely come on down. There's going to be panels, playtests, and more. I am hosting a panel on two-player games on Saturday... It's going to be a killer show. You don't want to miss it. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. All right. So I'm recording. Me too. All right. Ready? We are going live in three, two. Thanks. Hold on. I forgot which one I'm supposed to. (laughs) Future. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thanks, future me. My guest this week is once again, Aaron Catano. Hey, hey, Jeff. Hello, everyone. It is good to be back on Party of One. I'm very excited to have you back. Aaron, before we get started, I got to ask you, do you have a thing that you want to plug and talk about? I do. I I do. We have the sister podcast to this one. We'll call it, we'll call it Little Sister. Yeah, that's um, fair. It's All My Fantasy Children, a podcast where every episode we take your prompt and we create a brand new D&D tabletop MF and character. It's wonderful. It is a beautiful show. It is it is my my baby. It's my so, child. It's so fun. It's my fantasy child. It's amazing. You should listen to it. It's super good. Plug, 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 plug. So, Aaron, we are once again joining Avery Gray in the Bamferino. And now yeah. the gambler. Oh, oh yeah. If if you weren't paying attention last time, the motherfucking gambler, the Chimera, joined the party. Yep. So, accordingly, because now we have three fully powered characters, we are going to be playing a different game. We are no longer playing Scarlet Heroes. We have left it, we've left it, we've, you know, amicably parted ways. See you later. We are now playing Dungeon World, which is a game that I love a lot. It's one of my favorite games. It's a game we've played before on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to see, it's not usually a game I would suggest for two players, but we're going to see how it works with you playing a full party. Yeah. I think it's going to work well. I can do it. We'll make, we'll get this done. Yeah. So... In the town of Jialin, Avery Gray, the conqueror of Dunhaven, finally met after months of searching the great Bamferino, forgotten son of Etzelfritz. The two were both on the trail of a series of chimera attacks. These sort of horrific hybrid monstrosities were attacking the town and ransacking caravans that were trying to get in and out of the town. Together they tracked of the Chimera attacks to a wizard's hut where they found the person that was like magically creating the Chimeras. 
However, <laughs> it was unearthed just before he died. It was revealed that he, in fact, was merely operating on the orders of the town council. Yeah, sorry that sorry about killing him. That was that wasn't an accident. It happens. Yeah, it does often that we're just gonna. <laughs> we open with the gambler, Bamferino, and Avery Gray standing in the hut of Kazban the Wizard. You have to know something before we go through any plan. This isn't going to be pretty. This isn't going to be a hero's story. Of course it is. We're the heroes. We're going to stop the bad guys, kill them all, and, you know, we'll gain more notoriety and fame and fun people will love us, and who knows? It'll be like last time. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. So the two of you are standing in this hut. It is twilight. It is first sunlight. Like sunrise. All right. So my idea, my plan, Bamferino, I think we should disguise ourselves as town council members or or m- people in Gialin, as villagers. And then we'll, we'll sneak in maybe while they're asleep and we'll murder them. Bamferino stops and he stares you in the eyes for a while and he's like, that's that might be a decent idea, except for one small wrinkle. And his eyes drift over to the cobra-tailed, <laughs> man-bodied, wolf-headed thing that is about the size of a small bull and is sitting next to you smoking a cigarette. <laughs> well, um, okay. Um, oh, well, um, we can cover all that up. We'll, we'll, um... Well, well, ooh, I think they should do, like, Scooby-Doo. Like, they put a long trench coat on him, and they, like, put a hat on him, and they're like, he's our weird cousin. <laughs> so I think we should just dress him up or hide it. Or uh, he is the head of a wolf, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think we should make him walk on all fours, like a dog, and then we'll just walk him like a dog. Like, oh, no, this is just my new gigantic dog. And we'll hide everything in, like, a trench coat. So it'll just be dog wearing a jacket. Okay. And we'll we'll take the lab coat or the wizard robe off of what's his name? Kazban. Kazban. We're gonna strip him naked, and then we're gonna put the clothes onto the gambler. I'm gonna ask for two rolls real quick. Hit me. First, I'm gonna ask Avery to make a spout lore roll. Which, if you look on your basic move sheet under spout roll, I'm gonna ask you to roll two d six and add your intelligence modifier. All right, two d six. Six. Six plus your intelligence modifier? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to make a GM move, and I'm going to reveal an unwelcome truth. <gasps> oh, my. See, the problem with this... you The problem with this plan, as Avery is talking, Bamferino is looking out the window, and he sees in the town square... Like on like a, a feel a ways away because we're on the outskirts of town. He see he can see just the edge of the town square, and he sees them setting something up. Oh, it's it's wooden. It looks at first glance like a gallows, but oh. at second glance he realizes it's a stage, and he remembers. Oh God, I Avery just has remember. a concert. I just remembered that I said Avery would have a goddamn concert. Oh, okay. all right. Well, now 
can she like change your mind? Like she sees, yeah. she sees this out the window and it's like the light bulb appears. Yeah. Bamferino is like, you're going to have to go on. We, we can't dress up this beautiful, beautiful creature. And he gives it a wink <laughs> to the gambler. Like some gambler kind of, gives a meaningful nod. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can't dress this beast up. You're going to have to go on. And while they're, ooh, and while the performance is going on, uh, the gambler and Bamferino, are gonna, I don't know, like, okay, so we're, we realized that the, so we realized that the town council has been, uh, paying, like, paying for the chimeras, like, they buy them. Yeah, yeah, they've been paying him to create these chimeras to go terrorize these merchant caravans. Okay, I think if we're really gonna go justice, like, if he needs, he's gonna bring justice, Bamferino wants to, like, get some proof that they did these things. As opposed to Avery, who's just like, oh, let's kill them. Um, so I think he's gonna, I think, is there, would there be some kind of proof, like documentation or like <laughs> their receipts that they got from, you know what I mean, like after a transaction? Is there like, yeah, a, make me a roll. Okay. Add your wisdom modifier. You're gonna discern realities as Bamferino is looking around for some sort of evidence. Okay. Of what has happened, like here. Yeah. So it's I'm, like, so, we're gonna, looking for some sort of proof, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look for, uh like, currency from, is it Gia Lin? Yeah. So he's looking for currency from Gia Lin to prove that, like, money has, no, that wouldn't do anything. Or, like, some kind of trade Sure, trade yeah, yeah. Sheet. Okay. Make me the roll, add your wisdom, and we're going to discern realities. Oh, but we got a 10, baby. Perfect. If you look at your basic moves sheet. Okay, if you look at discern realities, you can ask three questions from this list, and that'll these will all be about like find like proving some sort of relation. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I see the question. What here is useful or valuable to me? You find this correspondence. Basically, um, ooh, I know exactly what you find. You know, like a designer's notebook. Yes. Or like a graphic artist's notebook. Okay. You find one of those with, like, concept art, basically. Okay. Of, like, kind of Einsteinian body types or body diagrams. Yes. Of various chimeras. And it has, like, feedback notes on it from various, uh, like, individual, like, it has names on it. And it's like, it's like, um, Dansa says, these wings are, these wings are not intimidating enough. Oh, shit. They were making orders. Yeah, and there was, like, a collaborative process. And you have the book that contains that collaborative process. Okay, I, I'm going to ask, though, because I'm going to... You said two questions? Yeah, you have two more questions. and Two more questions. You got three questions total. This is a sick alchemic laboratory type thing, so I'm going to say, what here is not what it appears to be? All right. Yeah, so you're looking... I'm rubbing candelabras. I'm waiting to pull one. Pulling all the books off the shelf. <laughs> I know exactly what is not what it appears to be. Okay. You're, you're studying this book and your eyes drift up back, back to that stage on, back in the town square. Okay. And you, Bamfrino, are a trained fighter. You're a soldier. Yes. You know. That there are concerns when putting on like a like there are that there are you you understand a little bit about security. Yes, that this is this is a risky. There could be some compromising situations. Like the security required for a show is pretty extreme, 
And it's he's only a, one dude and like a dog guy. Well, there's that, but also, like your piece, you're thinking about security and you're thinking about like tactical placement of things. This stage is out in the open. Yeah. And it's almost like further out in the open than it would need to be. Like you can point, you can look around, and you can kind of see some clearings where you would probably be if you were organizing an event. Yes. It would be better to put the stage there. Okay. So something they are they are intentionally choosing an open, exposed space for this stage. Alright. I think um once this comes to him, he is gonna tell Avery. Avery, come here. Look out. Yes, there. what 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 is it? What is it? Look out there at that stage. Do you <laughs> it's, it's quite a nice stage. It it's a little too nice for you. I think they intend to set a trap for us. I think I deserve a nice stage. Do you not think I deserve a nice <sighs> stage? They're setting a trap. This is a trap. Do you really think they want to hear you sing? I have proof here that proves that they have been proven to provenly conspire with this dark wizard. They've been ordering chimeras. But can you prove it? Yeah, I can prove it with this proven <laughs> document of authenticity. <laughs> it's certificate of authenticity this, on the first page. This certificate of authenticity. It says, written by Geolin Residence Town Council. Oh, well, I suppose that's adequate proof. The book is called Design. <laughs> the book is called <laughs> Chimera Designs What We Need by Geolin Council. <laughs> okay. It's like very obvious. Like they don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> like this is it. This is what we need. And the notes are like, not too bad, not too shabby. How, let's see what else you got. <laughs> yeah. Some real encouraging notes like, your art is, your art is your bond. Believe in yourself. <laughs> Keep going. Nothing will ever slow you down. And the wizard, like, that night was like, oh, thank you. He anxiously sits by, like, his fantasy email, like, waiting for the crow to show up with the letter attached to it. Opens it like, oh, thanks, guys. And there's, like, a couple gold coins in there. All right. So he basically, he warns Avery about an impending trap. There's a trap coming. And I think he wants to set, like, a counter trap. Okay. But I got to, I think I know what it could be. Okay. Do you want to ask one more question first, though? Yes. What should I be on the lookout for? Okay, so, yeah, you're you're seeing that it's real out in the open. But furthermore, like, you're noticing that... You're seeing it's out in the open, and you're seeing that it's surrounded by larger buildings than are in the rest of the town. And you see... There are these very gothic, like, buildings. Like, they're government buildings, and they're very gothic. There's statues all around them. And you're like, okay, if they were setting something up, whether it be a sniper or a chimera or something, they're going to come from there. Okay. So you see these alcoves, and you're like, that's dangerous. Okay. Like, those are snipers' dens. Okay. Then I think... um, Then, yeah, I think... What the plan is going to be is Avery's going on. Right. Avery will not miss this show, but so I'll, I'll just keep it that we'll build suspense. Avery's going on, but while she does or before she does, while like she's preparing and setting up and warming up backstage, Bamferino or, uh, we're going to send the gambler into the one of the towers to try to like assess threats. Cause he can fly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to take out, oh, ideally, he will go into one of the towers, eliminate a threat, 
and then he'll have the best look to see any others, and he'll give Bamferino a signal, and that's when they'll... He'll, hmm, what could Banferino's job be, like, during the con? He's security. He's just standing there with his arms folded, like, keeping people from charging the stage. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then when the time comes, he'll throw off his security shirt and, like, the chain mail is underneath, and they, like, spring the trap. Um, but, okay, so I have all this proof. <laughs> Why would anyone give a shit? That's my, that's my problem, is, like, I have proof. And like, yeah, but we're all evil, so fuck you. <laughs> That's the question you're going to have to, like, find the answer to. I, I got to find, like, a cop. Or I'm just, god damn it, how do I thwart them without murdering everybody? That's the question. Hmm. So I think that we're going to, now that we've got our, our roles for the concert, we're going to cut ahead to the concert. Okay, concert's happening. Yeah, so you're in the town square. Yes. It is open, It is the sun is beaming down, it's late morning, maybe just around high, just... It's high noon. It's high noon. All right. Avery takes the stage. Yep. I want you to make me a roll. Okay. For a custom move. Yep. Roll me plus charisma. 2d6 plus Avery's charisma. So, eight. Okay. Choose one of the four following conditions for the crowd that is gathering. Like, the, the people are gathering for the concert as you're starting to perform. Okay. Pick one of the four following categories for these people. Loyal. Numerous. Scarce. And raucous. You may choose one. Raucous. Raucous. So describe to me Avery's concert that leaves a crowd, a small crowd, like a decent sized crowd. Like 50 people or like 100? I'd say somewhere in the area of, like, 50 to 100 people, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, so, admits, like a decent crowd for a, for a nowhere town, but not, like, you have not rallied the entire population. That would require the numerous tag. You've got a decent crowd, and they're fired up. Okay, you know what's getting them fired up? I want to use a magic song. Okay. And they won't know it. Yeah. So I'm going to sing a song that they're just like, that's one of Avery's greatest hits. Meanwhile, I'm weaving magic into that shit. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And they're getting, like, rowdy. They're mosh-pitting. Yeah, they're mosh-pitting, like, hard, though. Like, not just windmilling. It's like they're roundhouse kicking. They're, yeah, they're hurricane-kicking. They're, they're so raucous. They're rioting. Yeah, you've, you've inspired this small riot. Yes. And Meanwhile, we cut over to the gambler. Okay. The gambler is flying. Is per the plan, the gambler is flying up. Yep. Like it lands on one of the alcoves of this building. All right. So I'm what I'm envisioning is so the the building has like a window. Yeah. It's like a tower tower, like a spire of a large building. It's yeah. If you picture just like a tall government type building, so it's brick. It's maybe like five or six stories. Okay. And it's like the tall. These are like the two tallest buildings in town. Okay. At like five or six stories. Okay. And there's a lot of big alcoves and landings where there are like gargoyles and stuff like that. So he's definitely going to. Is there any way that I could um, land on a in a like a building across the street and try to see in the window of any threats? Yes. Okay. So I got to roll like what like a spot check or something like that if um, I'm over there. Roll me. Actually, roll me. 
a defy danger. So that's going to be plus your dexterity. All Actually, right. no, plus your wisdom. Because you're trying to notice something. Let's do it. Six. Perfect. Uh, I am going to make a move then. Uh-oh. So the way Dungeon World works, big picture, is every time you make a move, you roll 2d6 and add your stat. And if you get a 10 or better, you succeed, no questions asked. If you get a 7 and 9, you succeed at a cost. Six or minus, I get to do a thing. Oh no, a thing! And I am going to, um, what is the... Do your worst. Do your worst. Not, please I'm, don't, because Avery will get shot in the face. I'm going to introduce a new faction or type of creature. <gasps> Fuck yeah. You land on this alcove, and the gambler settles in. You're watching, and you're watching the crowd get fired up per Avery's plan. Everything's going accordingly. But you're feeling, uh, you're feeling unnerved. Something is not right. You're looking at these real gothic, real weird statues that are all around you. Oh no. There's like three or four of them. There's, let's like, say, three of them around you. They, they just don't seem natural until one of them and it's they're like classic gargoyles like you know the winged yes, reptile like ones. like the cartoon yes they're like hudson yeah until one of them tackles you oh shit all right so am i, am I in combat or is this like i'm in free fall gambler is in combat <clears throat> we all will right. pan back to gambler in a moment sick because i would like to see what Bamferino is doing while everything else is happening. All right, I know exactly what Bamferino is going to do. So Bamferino has been the security guy, right? He stands yeah. in not—I wouldn't say in the center of the stage. He's like off to the side, like waiting for someone. Because it's—I'm going to say that—is the stage too high to like easily climb? Yeah, and yeah. Avery can defend herself. Like if somebody climbed on the stage, she just like blast them in the face. And so he is off to the side, and I think while the riot's going on. Um, okay. Oh, does he notice? Does he notice that uh, the gambler is being attacked? Actually, that's why I was going to ask. I was going to ask you to make another discern realities in this moment. Okay. Um, eight. Good. Ask me one of the discern realities questions. Ooh, this one's interesting. Who's really in control here? So you're seeing this crowd start to get, like, fired up. Mm -hmm. And you're watching... Banferino is watching for something in, in particular. And I want you to describe, like, I want you to describe the person that you see. Because what happens is you take, we get a shot of you, like, taking something out of your pocket. Do you remember chasing down an assassin? I do. And you got, like, a banker's garment? Yeah, we, the piece of, cl the piece of cloth was left behind. It yeah. was way too nice. It was fancy garb. You see someone, and describe this person to me, you see them, you see someone wearing that garb, and while everyone else is getting fired up and is, like, getting in, getting around the stage, like, kind of surrounding it like groundlings, Yeah. there's one person who's kind of, like, leaning on a wall of one of these government buildings, and he's, like, you see him, you see him starting to, like, twitch and fidget, like the magic is getting to him, but he's staying very, very far away. Okay, so I'm, what I'm seeing is an elven woman with very greasy hair, like, stuck to her head, as if, yeah. like, she's been sweating, and, like, she's been, 
she's been struggling real hard against this magic and it's starting to take a physical strain yeah. on her. So it's matted and just stuck to her head with sweat. And she is very out of place with these beautiful clothes, yet she has like big sweaty armpits, a ring of sweat on the collar of her shirt. Yeah. And uh, the thing about this elven woman, she looks sickly. Like, she has bags under her eyes, and Ooh. she's sweaty, but, like, it's not just the sweat from, like, the magic. Yeah. She just looks ill. Shit. All right. But, yeah, but yeah, it's exactly like that. You see her, uh, you see her like, okay. away from the crowd. Okay, I think um, in the confusion, um, he's going to sneak up on her. Like, okay. So he's going to get low and, like, move, weave through the crowd until he, like, pops up right in front of her. Okay, make. Let's see what I want to call that move. That might be a defy danger. Yeah, definitely. I think because it's definitely okay. stealthy. Um, by just realizing what her line of sight is and trying to stay away yeah. from it, as well as dodging mosh pitting people. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if there was a specific fighter move that might benefit, but I think that specifically, no, it's definitely defy danger. Okay. Seven. Okay. On a seven to nine, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. I will offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. So, what happens? Oh, you are. You start. You're starting to close in. Yeah. She hasn't noticed you. She stands perfectly still. You, with like you, you peer back behind you. To make sure that, like, the gambler's in position, because you know that you're about to, like, need him. Yeah. You see the gargoyles attack. Oh, shit. My heart is, his heart is broken. So you have to decide, do you go after the elf, or do you do you head to the gambler? Let me look. I said, all right, I did say that he's good. His, his alignment. So let me read what that really entails. Defend those weaker than you. So, like, he's a boy scout, right? Basically. But god damn it, does he respect the gambler's combat ability. And he's at range. Like, there's not much the gambler can do. I mean, there's not much that Banff can do to help the gambler right now. Yeah, not they, they has, like that. I think he has to stick to the plan. Okay. Then, yeah, then you grab the... You, you, you see that. You sigh. Like, you heavily sigh. You go for the elf. You grab her. And we pan back over to... So... Who do you want? Okay, now, now, now I'm gonna put it in your hands. Who do you want to swipe to now? Do you want to stick with Vampire? I, I want to stay. I want to switch to Avery because she's okay. seeing all of this happen, but has to keep performing. Okay, so what is her next move? Like the crowd is fired up. How many? How long? Like how much time has passed? Not between these events, but like how long has the concert been going on? Uh, this is probably your first or second song. Like you're just firing up the crowd. Okay, then I think. I'm going to do that thing that pop stars do after a song. It's like, how are you all doing tonight? Okay. You know, and I think, do you think she can use her magic to calm everybody down? Like, can we weave a calming song in there? I think you can certainly roll for that. Okay, let's do it. Um, if you look at the bardic magic, one of the options is their mind is shaking clear of an enchantment. Yes. Which it's your enchantment, but like, yeah. So we're going to cancel out our own enchantment. Basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Come on. Let's roll 2d6 plus your... Charisma. That's an eight. Your spell works, but it draws unwanted attention or your magic reverberates to other targets. I'm going to say you calm the, the crowd down. Yeah. But what happens is, like, the car out is calmed down, and what you see 
is that might not be the best thing for Avery right now. Oh no. Because now like two or three I'm gonna say two guys in like the banker's guild outfits. Oh, the TD or, like, guild? The town council, like yeah. the town council. It, yeah, it's like the town council outfits. Okay. The banker's guild thing. Okay. It's like the town council. Yeah. You see two guys in these robes start to move towards the stage. Alright. You can see knives in their hand. Alright. Hmm. I wonder if I could get the town to turn on them. Or should I just brawl? That's up to you. Who, are, who do you pan over to next? I'm panning over to Banferino. Okay. So Banferino has the the elven woman she is like sniffling and like wheezy in her voice i think he is going to um pull her aside like into an alley where he still like can he can still get eyes on avery and uh the gambler okay and he's going to say to her i know what you did i have proof that you were paying that wizard for chimeras yeah okay make me this is gonna be another roll of course this is a parlay. So roll me plus your charisma. Uh-oh. Oh, three. Okay. So. Pull up my GM's moves. She spits in his mouth and runs. Damn it, why do I always go to spitting in mouths? Fuck. <laughs> God, fucking damn it. It's always, it's always Vampirino. <laughs> what happens is she begins to talk. However, she goes quiet. Like, she's like, that was, that was, that was Dance's idea. That was not my idea. Please don't, don't kill me. And then shadows cast over you as there are two more of these, uh, two more of these town council men with oh. knives facing Bamferino. Great. So what does Bamferino do now? He's just gonna. As they come at you with, like, knives. He's gonna draw the shovel bat. Okay. It's, it's go time for Bam. Bam's had enough. Like, this, obviously, this, this elven woman is clearly it is quite obvious that she's not like the mastermind or held or responsible she's just like a henchman i guess as far sure. as he knows i mean i have you know what i mean as far as Banferino knows she's telling the truth yeah so he's gonna no one pulls a knife on the bamf okay go ahead and make me another roll and then we'll pan over to take out one of these two guys um make me a hack and slash roll which is on your basic move sheet when you attack an enemy in melee, roll plus strength. On a plus 10, you deal your damage to the enemy and avoid their attack. Oh, shit, that's cool. All right, so it's like this is a quick action. Like, they're going for me, I'm going for them, and it's kind of like who does damage, who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the cool things about Dungeon World is I never roll any dice. What? You do all of the dice rolling. That's sick. And all everything I do is triggered off of what you do. All right, awesome. So I'm going to roll with my plus strength. Eight. What does the 8 say? I think it says you take damage. It says on on a 7 to 9, you deal your damage to the enemy, and the enemy makes an attack against you. Okay, so you're going to roll your damage dice. Okay. As well as a d6. All right, what are my damage dice? Uh, it's on your char- the fighter's character sheet. I believe it's, it's d10. So you're going to roll 10-sided dice. No, that's my strongest one. All right, d10, go. 4. Plus okay. Plus what? Nothing. Uh, plus nothing. Yeah. Okay. So you hit you you take out one of the guys. Can I get a sweet description? I'm using the shovel, of course. Describe how you eliminate this first guy. All right. 
All right. So the first guy, he comes at me with the knife, and I think, uh, okay. So he comes at me with a knife with like a real amateur move, like the Hollywood Michael Myers over the top. He's clearly not trained. Yeah. And Bamferino is just going to cleave across his gut and open him up. Okay. Yeah. So he is clutching his belly. You stand there proud of your work for like half a second too long. Of course. And the other guy, roll a d6 and take that much damage as the other guy drives his knife into you. Damn it. Two. Okay, so subtract your armor from that. Okay, and so. And take that much damage. One. Yeah. He gets that baby hit on me. Yeah, again, he, but it's, it's because he's not trained. Yeah, like, he's, he's just a guy. It's like me stabbing Banferino. Yeah. So, like, he's just annoyed. So go ahead and make, and, and, and describe what Banferino does next. And then when he takes out this other guy, we'll pan over. All right. So this guy, while well, Michael Myers is like, and Banferino is doing that slow, like, so the guy went high, Banferino goes low like a baseball bat with the shovel end and just rips his stomach open with the bladed edge. And he pulls it up high. And as he's wiping the blood, uh, he, he's, no, he, he pulls it up and he flicks the blood off. And he's like, I don't know, it's really braggadocious and ridiculous, but he's the great Banfrino, so fuck it. Yeah. While he's doing that, the other guy just comes in, swings wide, like tries to catch Banfrino in the side, like in the ribs. Okay. And so I'm going to roll my second attack. Roll plus your strength, yeah. Well, that guy's fucked. I got a 10. Perfect. Roll your damage. (laughs) Two. Okay. Um, he's not down yet. All right. You clobber him, but he's still, like, up. He's got a busted face. So, yeah, he digs into my ribcage with a knife, and it sticks in, and Banferino just hits him with an elbow to back him off, just smashes him in the jaw with his elbow. All right. Get off me. (laughs) The woman, the elven woman is just, like, hands up, like, waiting to see who wins. Because either way, she is, like, She's... groveling to someone. All right. Okay, cool. Is it my so turn your... again? We're going to yeah, finish yeah, yeah. it. All what's right, up? let's finish this motherfucker off. Oh, God. Uh, that's a 12. A 12? Yep. Roll me your damage again. Actually, no, just kill. You're, he's done. All right. I'm not even going to bother. So he's he, done. He, el- <laughs> he elbows him in the face, flips the shovel bat around, and just cracks him on top of the head and opens him like a pumpkin. Like, Banferino, when he's in blood mode, I'm sorry, guys. It's violent. No, that's all good. Shit gets Yeah, raw. so he goes down. Dead. He's out. Well, the, the elven woman stops, looks at you, and is like, I don't want any trouble. If you, if you spare me, I can, I can take you to Danza. Then I will spare you. We pan over to the gambler. Shit. Who is... Surrounded by about, like we said, four of these gargoyles. Alright. They're these, they're, and they're little, they're little sons of bitches. <laughs> they're like tiny little monster men. <laughs> yeah, they're growling and they're foam, their mouths are foaming with like sand and grit. Ooh, that's cool. Alright, then I, hmm. Can I, so I, I want to attack obviously. Can I do like, so I have an idea for a grapple. Okay. I want to take their heads and smash them together like coconuts. Okay. So I got to grab one of them, basically, and just plow the face into the other one? Yeah. Yeah, we'll call that... What do we want to call yeah. that? We'll call that... Um, we'll call that... What we'll say is that is a hack and slash. Okay. And on a... It's sort of plus... like a... It would be kind of like a cleave. 
Because I'd grab one face and just use the momentum to smash it into another one? Yeah, so what I'm thinking is... Um, make me a defy danger plus your strength. Great. So defy danger, 2d6 plus... Uh, uh your strength, yeah. D- strength? Strength, yeah. Okay, strength. Seven. Okay. Um, you, you do that. So roll your dam. roll d10 for damage. Three. Um, let me see what their HP and armor is. Okay, so you do that to two of them. Can I describe it? Yeah, so but the, they're not out yet. No, no of course thing. not. So the gambler takes flight off his perch, and so do they. So yeah, I this think is all fighting in midair, and it's super cool. As soon as one of them, like, so he takes off, and the other, they follow. And as soon as they take off, he darts back and just grabs the face and smashes it into one. But I okay. think, but I think the cleave is unsuccessful. So he just kind of takes the face and just like slaps the shit out of it. Yeah. So two of them take that damage, and but like their armor absorbs a lot of it. Okay. So what's his next move? His next move is definitely gonna. We're breathing some foya. We're breathing some right. like we're. The next move is definitely to shoot some sparks out my mouth. Well, if I remember correctly, what it is is that cobra. <gasps> Sprays acid. It fucking does. So the the cobra shoots the lightning. Shoots acid. Oh we, we, yeah, uh, we said it's, it's a, yes. We decide yes, it's a fright. So I think I'm gonna definitely shoot them with some corrosive damage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Roll your constant. Roll plus your constitution. All right. Let's get him. That's an eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll your first off. Roll your damage. Seven. They all dissolve. <laughs> you melt them. All of them? All of them. However, okay. you have to make a choice. Yeah. You On your sheet, there are three things. You can choose. You can use your breath weapon again before making camp. You cause no unwanted collateral damage. You do not leave yourself exposed to reprisals. Oh, I want to keep it so I can use it again. I don't give a fuck about collateral damage. I'm a Camara. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, man, he's going to, I think he's just going to pull out a SIG as he like burns away at this building. Cause he just, so, so I'm saying, yeah, there's a great deal of damage. Yeah. And I'm going to say like, you're in the air. So it's visible that it's a Chimera that is loose. Yeah. And the, so I'm going to say the snake reared back. Like it, it, surprises them it catches all these little gremlins off guard like it appears behind the wolf head and kind of just does like a circular helicopter motion and just covers them all in acid yeah and like you damage the building is the big thing okay. and this is like an important government building that has been taken damage by a rogue chimera awesome we pan um well what is what it does does the gambler go down to help avery or do we just pan over to avery while this is happening i think he's definitely gonna fly down to uh avery Okay, so roll me uh, your Flight of Dragons move. All right, when you take flight, roll plus dex. On a 10 plus, you get where you're flying without any problem. On a 7 to 9, I make a decision. And on a 6 or minus, I get to have fun. Fuck, fuck my life. Come on, 2d6 plus dex. Yeah. Well, that's a 9. Okay. Do you attract unwanted attention or land less than gracefully? Oh, I'm going to attract unwanted attention. Okay. So, so we land those, on the stage, like, next to Avery. Yeah, and those two guards, uh, we, we pan over to where Avery is. 
uh, Dan Farino has just taken out those guys, and he's looking up on the stage. He sees the gambler land. Those two guys with knives are, like, rushing them. They see the chimera, and they immediately rush the chimera instead. Nice. Tank. What does Avery do? Avery. Um, what is Avery's, like, attack? Again, I know um, she has a rapier, but I don't... We did different stuff last game. Um, we can just say that it's, like, an electric-y... We said last time it was, like, an electric sonic burst type thing. Yeah, it was like she shoots music or something. Yeah, which is fine. And we'll just call that a hack and slash, but it's the same basic deal. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to... She's going to get on the Chimera's back and then piggyback, like riding okay. riding piggyback. She's going to shoot a sonic burst at one of the guys. Okay, roll me a hack and slash plus your dexterity. Why dex? Because um, I'm calling it the the because I'm calling it like a precise attack, awesome. which allows you to take well, which is higher, your strength or dexterity? Dex. Yeah. So the the way precise weapons work is it's the better of the two. Okay. So I'm calling it that because you're like targeting it. All right. So she turns up some. Uh, she cranks some heavy metal on her MP3 player. Right. And just opens her palm toward the guy on the left of them. Okay. As he's rushing the stage. So is he, like, climbing up, or is he on the stage with them? Uh, he's on the stage. All right. So roll your attack. It's a 10. Perfect. Roll your damage. You may also choose to take damage in exchange for dealing more damage. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. So roll, roll me that d6 for damage. A d6? Yeah. Okay. You want to get a 4 or better to take this guy out. Okay. That's a two. Okay. He's knocked back. He is, like, a le- he is shocked. He is sort of stumbling backwards. What does the gambler do? The gambler is going to take off. Okay. Roll me your dragon's flight ability. Let's do it. Um, blah, 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 dragon flight. Roll dex. Oh, oh, my God. That's a ten. Perfect. You fly off. Like, you're gone. Which leaves us only with Bamferino. Okay. There are maybe, there's like the two guys with the knives that were on the stage. Maybe about two more have like come through the crowd. Yeah. Is he going to try to fight all four of these guys off or is he going to book it? He's going to book it. Okay, roll me a Defy Danger plus Dexterity. Seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... What? Let me see. Let me look at the moves. I know exactly what I'm doing, by the way. Like, I, I have a great idea for how to describe what's happening or what he's trying okay. to do. What I'm going to say, they have taken out, like, hand crossbows. Oh, shit. No. So roll me a d6 of damage as he's, like, sneaking away and subtract it, for, subtract your armor from the damage you take. Oof. Um, three damage. Okay. Yeah, he's, like, pricked with, like, some, some arrow, some, like, bolts. <laughs> All right, great. But you all meet up at like a. You, I know exactly where you all. Well, describe what you're doing, and then I'll describe where you all meet up. All right, so he's so this woman. This whole interaction was in an alley by one of the government buildings. Yeah. Farino is going to run into one of the government buildings. Or no, fuck that. He's in an alley, so he's going to jump through, try to get through a window. He's climbing through a window okay. in one of the alleys, and I think one of the arrows like slashes his leg as he's going through. Actually, what I think happens is he punches. He has to punch through that window. And his hand is, like, cut up like a motherfucker. All right. So he punches through the window and dives in. Yeah. All right. So, 
I'm gonna say, like, the three of you meet up at the hotel you were at earlier. Oh, no. I, I mean, I don't, oh. he doesn't get, I don't think he gets away. Not to, oh. I didn't want to change your story. I mean, like, oh, he's oh. just inside the building, and Avery and, like, Avery and the dragon are, like, midair. Perfect. They've, then the party has been separated. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now, um, the two guys run, now I'm gonna say you've, you've gotten away from two of them, but there's two guys left. No, there's one guy left. Okay. And he's real big. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try to run away again. Okay, roll me that defy danger. Seven. Hmm. I know what I'm trying to do. I know. And okay. It, <laughs> so this is like a build. This is like you're in what is essentially like the kitchen. Yeah. Like outside the cafeteria. Or like the mead hall for okay. this like government building. All right. You're not quick. At, you're not like quick enough to like get over the various things you would have to get over to get away. Okay. So like what it's going to it's going to take what I'm going to say is it's going to take uh an, one more defy danger to like punch your way through all this stuff. Okay? Because you're not going to you because the you're a fighter, you're not trained in like sneaking yeah, and no. dancing over like tumbling. Okay. So it's going to take one more defy danger to like get away or take a beating. Mm-hmm. Looks like I'm taking a beating with three. Roll me a d6 of damage as he, like, bashes you with like, a, a giant club. This is, like, the big guy from a martial arts movie. Oh, I get it. One minus one, though. Okay, so he's, you've taken no damage, so he's bashed you and you tumble backwards. What's your move now? Can I describe what the inside looks like? Like, can I? I yeah, don't know. go I'm ahead. Going... Okay, no, so go ahead. I think that there's a ladder in this in the mess hall. Okay. That leads up to, like, a balcony. Sure. And I notice that the gambler has made a, like, has done damage to this building's second floor because he was midair. Sure. So yeah, he makes sense. sees that hole on the second floor, and he's like, if I can just get there, I know that the gambler could pick me up. Okay. What I'm going to ask for, because I'm going to say the guy is in between you and the thing. Yeah. Make me a hack and slash. If you succeed... Instead of dealing damage, you'll knock him aside. You can climb up the ladder and get to safety. Or we can just kill his ass. Or you can just kill his ass. All right. I'm going to try to kill him. If he's separating me from this ladder and, like, there's, like, a hundred people downstairs or at least, like, five dudes, you know, who are bad news, I think I just need to escape. Okay. Nine. Great. Roll your damage. That D10 damage. Nine. Describe, take a d6 of damage and then describe how you kill him. Or incapacitate him or whatever. Alright, I take four damage. So he is down, he's down to what? 17 health. So he's still pretty good. He's a, he's a piece of meat. So, how I'm describe, how I'm doing this is the big guy is standing between me and this ladder, right? That leads up to the, the second floor of like the mead hall. To, like, the balcony where, like, the musicians would be. And mm-hmm. I see this hole. So I think Bamferino is... So he took damage. I think that Bamferino um, charges him, gets bonked in... The, he gets punched across the face by this big guy. Like, he, he just cracks him in the jaw. And Bamferino rears back, 
as if like he ate the hit and he's like, ha, like that. It's like when someone punches Goku and they're like, hmm, uh, uh, got you yeah. now. And yep. it's like, huh, I did no damage. And while he has that moment, Banfarino does, I will say, I'm going to roll a fucking dexterity check to make this legit. Okay. No, I'm going to say you don't even need to. I think you succeed. Okay. So he's going to fucking take the edge of the, he's going to take the edge side of um, Lucky and Wild and he's going to cleave up the guy's midsection. Okay. And as he swings it upward to like cut him in half or at least slice up his like crotch to the top of his face, that the weight of the shovel is going to carry him in the air so he can grab the ladder. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said, let me roll a dexterity check. No, I think that you you just pull it off. Because you already succeeded, you already pull it off. So he fucking dragon punches, basically, using the momentum of the shovel edge. And he catches the ladder and climbs to safety. And this man is cleaved in two. In tw- He's cleaved in twine. In, t- yeah. in twain. So you do that. You climb up the ladder. Where are the three of you meeting up in town? I think that this is going to be a flyby, and he has to jump and get caught. Okay. Because she's on his back. And he's going to have to catch, like, a leg or a hand. Yeah, okay. So he's, like, hovering, and it's, like, the get-to-the-chopper moment. I'm actually going to say... Um, this is Morpheus and Neo. I'm going to say what happens is... <laughs> um, you do it. Oh, fuck yeah. And what I'm going to say is... Um, you're hanging on to, like, the gambler's legs. Yeah. But you see that there are actually two people on the gambler's back. <gasps> what? That elf woman, like he, the gambler, like pick, like saw you, like inter, like saw you together and yeah. grabbed her. Oh shit! That's a smart move, gambler. And the gambler just gives a nod to Vampirino, like we're cool. This the snakehead, the snakehead, like pops down, <laughs> and like gives you that same smart, that same wise nod. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. So they fly off. Yeah. Okay. So, where are you headed now? That's the thing. I have this proof. I've obviously been attacked. Actually, I know where you're headed, and we're going to go into the final set piece of the adventure. All right, where are we heading? So, um, the elf woman, her name is... Um, her name is Ilyana. She guides you to, like, a... Essentially a warehouse on the outskirts... On, like, the opposite side of town from... Kazban's fort, like yeah. hut. Yeah, yeah. Inside, it's like that building. It's like the warehouse from Raiders. <laughs> it's boxes galore. Okay. And they're different, like, crafted boxes. Like, there's some that are, like, these finely wrought leather elven pouches. And there's some that are these big industrial human boxes. Okay. And they come from all different places. And she's like, this... This is the treasure of Jialin. This is what we have raided from every single... Uh. <coughs> oh no. And she's like, you see her pulled back with some sort of arcane force. Oh. And a man, and like, um... A human man, old, elderly, white hair slicked back, paunchy cheeks, like, tosses her aside. She's a, she's conscious, but she's just like tossed aside. Oh no! Oh, welcome to Jialin. Who? And he like walks towards the three of you. I think Avery is gonna slide in front of everybody. Okay. And I'm like, who are you? 
Is it, what is his name? Danny Lynn? What is it? Dansa. And he's introduced himself. I am Dansa Drugan. I am the mayor of Gia Lin. I am the savior of Gia Lin, if you will. This is my masterpiece of my way of preserving the town. And he gives Avery a long look. What are you looking at? Dansa Lin. Dansa I... Gia Lin, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> You just call him Danza. Okay. Um, he looks at you and he's like, I... A magician. How quaint. I have a question for you, Avery. What? Have you noticed that all of the human magicians that you've encountered seem to be crazy? Yes, I've noticed. Have you noticed that the elves and dwarves seem to be dying out at an alarming rate? Yes, I have. Doesn't that seem odd to you? It is odd. Wonderful. You see... Jialin used to be a very profitable community. We had a wonderful relationship with the, with the elves until they stopped coming. Until they died out. The elves of the, the forests outside of town died out. And, and he gives the two of you the, 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 the stinkiest of stink eyes. We aren't all as so lucky as to unearth the, cr the crown jewel of Dunhaven for our village. Some of us had to make do in other ways. What did you? What have you done? I did what I had to do to protect our village. We organized the chimeras. We raided the caravans, and we sold the we sold the findings to keep our town alive. I went. It's what anyone would do in our situation. I or would. You rather we have we send another sixteen souls to the to the slaughter to try to pillage treasure from a dungeon? Look, we knew exactly what we were getting into when we went into Dunehaven. We knew the danger. We went anyway. We didn't care. Our mothers and fathers, and mostly our grandparents, our <laughs> grandparents sent us there for a mission. We knew what was hap to happen. We knew the risks. And I lost plenty of companions that I can't really remember their names because I'm far too important now. They are lost to the wayside. You had other options. You could have been brave. You could have stood for them. And that's why, Dancer, I sentence you to die. So... Okay, so what happens as we go into this final battle? Oh, fuck yeah, we do. You level an energy blast at him. Like, you, sh you shoot a sonic blast at him, and he, like, brushes it aside. And he's like, my dear, did you really believe that I would keep a wizard, a conjurer in my employ, and I wouldn't have him, in I wouldn't have him give me a few tricks? And he, like, takes off his shirt, and he's ripped. <laughs> Weirdly ripped for an old dude. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I did not expect that. I thought you were going to be like, and he's got a gun. <laughs> he's, no. he's jacked. He's jacked, and he's covered in glowing tattoos oh. that have clearly been marked by Kazban. Vanferino oh. flips through the book, and he sees, like, a human Einstein figure covered in these tattoos that say things like, super strength. <gasps> oh. Immortality. Oh. And he's like, oh. But he's, it says, like, immortality, asterisk, natural, like, natural causes. <laughs> so he can die of being old. Or, like, or he being can't stabbed. die of being old, he can he die can of die being be so stabbed if... by a shovel bat or blasted with lightning. Oh, I getcha. Okay, cool. So he's like an elf. Like, yeah. he has elf magic now. Basically. And he's also super strong and deflecting magic bolts and shit. Sick. All right, cool. And so now we go into battle. All right. 
Who uh, acts first? Oh, Avery Gray. Okay, make she your is attack. Furious. So what I'm actually going to do, I'm not gonna. She is furious, but I'm going to use. Uh, I'm going to weave a song that's going to charge me up for next turn. The one okay. before forward to damage. Sure. So roll plus charisma. So she is seething, and she is seething so hard, and she's cranking up her music, and as the volume goes up, it's charging her up. Twelve. Perfect. She takes that. She's charged up. Nice. Who moves next? Um, Bamferino. Okay, what does Bamferino do? Bamferino, you know he's going for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, he's going, no, he's not going for it. He has this book. And so all he saw was, was it just descriptions? Like, can I know a little, I know he just flipped through it, but it said, like, invulnerability. Is it just, so he knows it's from the tattoos, or is there another yeah, source of and he the knows magic? that, like, if he kills, like, if you hit him, he's not, like, invulnerable he's just going to live forever okay so like you can hit him and kill him that way okay so he i think so we're in this warehouse full of, so he's gonna jump up onto a box and try to slash him like a slash him from like shoulder to hip okay roll me that hack and slash like he's a, le- a leaping strike yeah Ooh, 14 beautiful Roll your damage. It's going to be like one. Wait, is there crits in this? No? No. Okay. Ooh, my God, I rolled a ten. Beautiful. You rip into him, and he is a bloody mess. Damn. But he, like, climbs to his feet, and his, like, wounds are glowing green, and his eyes have gone white. And he's like, you will regret that, and he cocks you in the jaw. Roll a defy danger. You can choose whether you use strength, dexterity, or constitution. Describe how you take the hit or dodge it accordingly. All right, so I rolled a 12. Okay, so don't even... So describe how you successfully, like, dodge the hit. He says the, you will regret that. And takes a swing, a big uppercut at Bamferino. And Bamferino deflects it with the bat end. Like... Cool. Takes his own momentum with him and just, like, deflects it with the bat. Cool. So, um, it is now, we'll say it is now the gambler's turn. What's the gambler doing? The gambler is going to, he's going for that breath attack. Okay. All right. Now, the thing to note is that, um, it describes it as the area, and that is also Avery and the Banff. Oh, fuck that. All right, then no. I'm gonna, let me... He also has claws and teeth. Yeah, I was just about to break that. out the dragon sheet. Breath of a okay. tooth and claw. You're about the size of a horse. Uh, he is about the size of a horse and cannot wear a wheel of weapons, armor, and equipment. Okay. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I think... Yeah, he's gonna, like... You know, a dragon obviously wouldn't run. It would kind of just, like, fly really low to the ground. Yeah. So is it, do I have to take flight? No, okay. no, just tack, roll your attack. All right, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for, like, a face slash... Okay. Oh my god, I'm rolling bananas. That's a 12. Beautiful. Roll your damage. Five. You rip into his flesh, and that should kill him. He should be dead. But he, like, br- like he stands up and does the real villainous, like, brush? Yeah. Shoulder brush? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it is now Avery's turn again. I think there's something in this room... 
That's key. Is there something in the room that's keeping him alive? Like, oh, you have to destroy no, it's like just, the generator. You see the He's tattoos. You see the tattoos, like healing wounds. Like he is un- He is just unnaturally hard to kill. Okay. Um, Which is to try to say he's got a shitload of armor. Okay, okay. Alright, then uh she's gonna go for she's gonna go for a blast. Okay. Roll that hack and slash. So one D four forward to dance that's it when I if I hit or what? Yeah, if you hit you then do a D six and a D four. Okay. So this is charisma bonus. Nine. Okay, roll uh roll a take a D ten of damage. Take and a D roll 10? me a D ten. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> First take a D ten of damage. Oh, six. Okay, so she takes six damage. Now roll me a d6 and a d4 to deal damage to him. Ooh, eight. He is near, like, oh, I know exactly what happened. Oh my god, I know exactly what happened. I know exactly what happened. Please tell me. You blast away the tattoos. <gasps> you, like, sing a song and you channel it in such a way that the tattoos go dark. What? Now he is just an old man, like, on the brink of death. It turned off his magic tattoos. Or, yeah. Whoa. Damn, so he's just an old man, like, spitting up green blood. Yeah, and he's like, I'm still gonna give him the armor that the monster has, but he has, um, like, he's, cause he's, cause he's now he's, like, cowering, and he's throwing things to, like, get in your way. Okay. But he, but, he's near dead. He's not, he's no longer, like, super powered. Okay. Who's going next? Um, it's Banferino, all the way. He's okay. gonna pick him up by the neck and ask, Who else among you has any magic power? Oh, please. Like, I would trust anyone else with magic. <laughs> All right, then in that case, he's just gonna smash his head against the wall. Okay. Do I have to roll for damage? Yeah. All right. Roll your attack. Hmm? Uh, six. Okay. Um. Not good. I'm gonna... S- say uh i'm gonna say what happens is he has a little bit of magic power left okay and he like punches you in the gut oh and that's like he like lets out a magical burst take a d10 of damage as he like punches himself free with these forceful dark magic fists all right four okay take four minus your armor oh three okay okay so now it is the gambler's turn okay the gambler what i will say is that now um Bamferino is Bamferino's in the area, but Avery is not because of how I'm kind of envisioning the placement of everyone. Oh, I have it. I have it. Perfect. I have it. Perfect. So he's going. We're gonna we're gonna take flight. Okay. So I'm gonna roll to do that. Well, what are you doing? And I'll decide if you need to roll to take flight. Maybe. I want to pick him up and then drop him onto the stage. Oh wait, okay. is the concert still going on? Like, are people still crowded anywhere? There's probably still a crowd there because they were pretty raucous. So, like, there's probably still a crowd nursing its wounds. So, yes, roll me your flight. Eight. I'm going to say, you drop him. You attract unwanted attention in that, like, the authorities are looking for the chimera that damaged the building. So I'm going to ask for a defy danger, but you drop him, and the crowd grabs him, and he's just dragged off into Wait, the Wait, he's not dead? I dropped him from, like, the sky. Oh, I thought you meant you were dropping him for the crowd to deal with. No, I meant, like, I'm going to fly over the stage and drop him onto it. Like, I'm grabbing him with my feet, flying sure. over the stage, and dropping him, like, probably, like, 100 feet. Well, either way, I'm going to say he survived okay. with his magic, but he's dragged off by the crowd All right, to awesome. face justice that way. Oh, good. 
the um the authorities like are chasing you down. Okay. We we cut to the group. I'm gonna say that like roll me defy danger to avoid to evade them. Eleven. Great. You get back to the warehouse just fine. Awesome. It's a quick trip. We cut to <laughs> the last thing we see before we cut to the closing scene and a cliffhanger is like a little a little boy whose name I don't remember. A little boy peeks out and is like, can you take me back to my sister? My <gasps> sister, my, my sister Nikali? Oh my god, it's the little McCulkin. And he peeks his head out and we sort of pan to the next few days as like emissaries from various towns are coming to reclaim their goods. And you're, I, I the two of you are like helping this effort. Okay. And Bamferino like, sees a tiny, like, a tiny, he sees what looks like the red, what, what must have been carried by a lone horseman. Like, it's like a satchel yeah. and a bloody tunic. <gasps> and he picks up the tunic, and he immediately recognizes as both, like, a former religious guy and a, like, a fighter, a soldier, recognizes this. This is not just a, like, a horseman's garb. This is a knight's garb. This is the garb of... No way. This is the garb of one of the beast men. The bestial knights of Iron Hill. (gasps) No fucking way. No fucking way. You did not. I know this. He smells it. It reeks of beast men. There's only one place this could have come from. The beast men of Iron Hill. End of episode. Oh my That's god. Game. Oh shit. You're combining universes. Damn right I am. Oh my god. Uh, that was awesome. Aaron. Thanks so much for coming on Party of One oh, again. It is my pleasure to bash heads with you. Always. Yeah. So real quick, um, run through run through the plugs real quick before we wrap up. Yeah. So um, me and Jeff both host uh, another podcast called All My Fantasy Children. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Android Play, the tabletop character creation podcast that you help us create with your suggestions and prompts. Check us out. We're really fun. Yes. Please check it out. <laughs> and I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Let's do it. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Aaron for coming on to the show. Be sure to check out All My Fantasy Children. I really love it. I'm really proud of it. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the banter that Aaron and I have, I think that you'll love it too. More information can be found at soundcloud.com slash allmyfantasychildren, on Twitter at amfc underscore podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can also follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Catano. Then while you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. And if you really love the show, consider telling a friend. iTunes reviews, social media shoutouts, and word of mouth recommendations do a ton in helping the show do bigger, better, and cooler things. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. This episode edited by Jeff Stormer. Theme song for the show is Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. Additional background music in the episode is performed by Aaron Catano. Until next time, party people, 
Thanks for listening, and party on!